we know understand that that we're gonna stay in the line and just play by the rules. Yeah. Things happens when you play outside the lines. Things happen when you step out of your comfort zone. Hey, welcome to Too Hard Too Fast podcast. In this episode, we're joined by Rami from Talk to Rami, a podcast here in Austin, Texas. He is a businessman, and we're going to learn about his immigrant story here. I was born in Mexico, so when I was reading about his story, it really it really inspired me to talk to him. So we're also going to talk about a couple of episodes that I dug into, and I want you to explain a little bit more on finding your path by finding yourself first, or finding who you are. I think it was a solo episode that you did. Um, and then one with Evan Carmichael. Oh, yeah, with Evan, yeah. Yes. You guys talked about losing your ex, or somebody had asked you to take an accent yeah, coach. Yes, exactly. Before yeah. speech. That's a great story, yeah. Uh, and some fear that, like, you know, what pushes him. I want to know what pushes you. Oh, absolutely. George, thank you so much for having me, man. And welcome to our house. Oh, I'm glad to have you here in our studio and doing your podcast. Now I'm on the other side, <laughs> sitting here. Usually I'm sitting here and talking to other people, but today I'm all yours, man. Yeah, let me tell you, as well, you let, said... Well, before we get started on that, so first, uh, thank you for having yeah. me. Oh, you're this welcome. This is actually the first episode back, like, to, like, going on. Like, this is going to be your the first episode back. Uh, so... We're going to have some really nice quality in this episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we go back to my cameras uh, yeah. in the other episodes. But let's sit back, buckle up. Let's go too hard, too fast. Hey, buckle up. I'm Rami, and I'm going too hard, too fast. Yep. You know, as as you uh, just mentioned that I'm an Iranian immigrant, came to United States in 1993s, closer to 30 years. I I think it's 30 years. Yeah, there's a lot of stories, a lot of ups and downs, as you said, for the immigrants like you and I. We have been through a lot, you know, and like other people, not you shouldn't be even immigrant to go through hard. We all face that, but for immigrants, sometimes it's harder. Yeah. Well, but, and and the thing is like. Um, comparing myself to you, I was I only I was born in Mexico, but I only lived there for a year, so obviously I don't know anything. Oh, you're basically native. Yeah, um, my parents eventually did move to Texas, where um, I think they were only living in Mexico with my grandparents because uh, they were short on cash. Um, so once they got on their feet, they moved back, uh, to back to Texas, where my dad is originally from Texas. So I don't remember. I, I mean, obviously, I grew up border town. I went to Mexico all the time, um, but uh, my hometown is predominantly Hispanics or mostly Mexicans. But for you, you came in, you, you were you were much older already because yep. I, I remember reading that you had like $400 to yep, your name. Yep, $475 exact. How old were you when you came? I was uh, 26, I believe. I was 26, and it was a little bit harder for me because, you know, you know I wasn't born here. And you immigrant here. I came straight from Germany to Austin, Texas. And when you come in that age, things are a little bit harder rather than you kind of being 15, 16, going to high school here, middle school, and kind of grow up in this society. It, it was it was much harder, especially for language, because I couldn't even speak English. Nothing. Nada. Mm. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
26-year-old can't speak English. Um, How did you learn? I learned from people. And I have a funny story because you asked me off camera, Dad, hey, say funny story. I said, sure, (laughs) I I tell you because I I have a couple of funny stories. When I came to United States, you know, I was working in the pizza place and I was a dishwasher. I was washing dishes and I couldn't speak English. You know, washing dishes, you really don't need to speak anything. You right. just wash dishes. And this uh, pizza delivery guys, they were coming to pick up their pizza, go to the next address or, you know, deliver the pizza. And they were asking me, what's up? And I was looking at the ceiling. I said, what is <laughs> up there? And I said, hey. and then they start laughing. I don't know what the heck they're laughing for. But what's up? I thought that really is something above my head or something up there. Right. I didn't know that's a slang the because slang American terms. language, you got a lot of slangs. And I was not familiar with it. So they were laughing at me. And for them, it was funny. For me, it was kind of funny, but I didn't know what's going on. And then next time, they walked in, and I asked Kevin. I said, Kevin, what's up? And he said, oh, I'm busy. I got to go. And I said, oh, shoot, what's up? It means that, you know, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're busy, you're on the phone, or, you know, you know, nothing, or you're not doing anything. And I had a little notebook that I was writing down the words and sentences. I was writing down then what's up equals nothing Mm. or nothing going on. That's how I learned English. I learned from people because I'm a big believer that we as people, we can really help each other or break each other. Right. It's up to us. What was that? Like, what is the feeling of not knowing the language and still having to get around because I, I did some growing up here in Austin. I can speak English. I can speak Spanish. Um, but still, I'm, I haven't lived here in Austin since, like, my grandparents were here. So just getting by was – or getting around town was still weird, but, I you know, I can speak the language. How is it for a 26-year-old? It was, it was a little bit difficult, but to the nature of my character – you know, I'm not a shy person, and the worst case scenario people can do to you is just laugh, and you can let them laugh. It doesn't matter. And I was not shy of speaking. And the good thing is about really hospitality here overall in the United States is is great. The hospitality here is really wonderful. Like if you live in Germany, like I said loudly, the hospitality is not as good as here. Like, they don't want to talk to you. Here, people, they get interested. And because there's a lot of immigrants that are living in the United States and people, they kind of got used to it, Hispanic, Middle Easterns, you know, European. But they were just not laughing at me. And I would, they would, actually, that would encourage me to speak more often and learn and correct myself. And one of the things that I did to help myself was listening to audiobooks, which is I would not understand 80% of it, but I was listening to it. But it was, it was hard. Sometimes you feel like you are paralyzed, but the moment that you think that you're paralyzed, you got to do something. You mm-hmm. got to keep going. And that's what I, I felt. I had to keep on going. Otherwise, you will stuck. And when you're stuck, you kind of die. You don't want to die. 
No, definitely not. <laughs> um, speaking of getting stuck, what um, what 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 kind of things were you getting stuck with um, besides language? Um, I, and again, I'm just trying to imagine if I was a 26 year old right now, even if I was going into another country. Um, the it's things hard. that I would, yeah, like I can't even imagine. I'm sure there's people going through it right now. Like, what kind of things that besides the language would you get stuck on? You know, is one of the things that a lot of immigrants they stuck on is self identity because when you come to another country and you are an immigrant, you really figure it out who you are. You know, and the moment that you figure it out that who you are and everything is solved, but getting to that point to really understand who you are as an individual and what are your values or goals and mission in life, that's a little bit hard. And I went through that to just understand myself, self-belief, mm. and, you know, just think about it. Who, who am I? What I want to do here? What is my goal? Okay, you are in the United States, the land of opportunity. You know, you can do anything. You can be anybody. Don't mm -hmm. break the law. Respect others and do the right thing. And you can do anything. You can achieve yeah. anything. It doesn't matter. But understanding who you are, that's very important. And for me, it took some time to understand what really am I going to do? You know, I came with a high school diploma and I didn't go to college. I got my degree at age 40. I had to work in the restaurant hospitality industry, you know, long story, but you get to the point that you really have to understand that self-belief, that, that honesty with yourself, that who you want to be, and then after that, when you figure it out, everything's going to be okay. You just need to work on it. Yeah. And you kind of touched on this, um, this thing that I want to talk about. I was listening to your... It was a solo episode. Yeah. It was one of your more recent ones. And you, you ended the episode. It kind of made me really think about it to where I listened to it on the way here to Austin. I re-listened to it. And I was like, how? And I wanted to know, like, how you how you find yourself. Because I think, I've, I, I've, or at least until I heard this episode, I thought I knew who I was and, you know, what I want to do. It's hard, isn't it? Yes, and then, but you, you kind of posed it and you pointed into the camera and it's like, figure out who you are and you'll be able to figure out where you want to be or where you want to go. So how, how, did, how do you suggest somebody or how, how did you do it? How did you figure out who you are? It's, it's just... This is a great question. I, I get that a lot, you know, not about myself, about other people. The first thing to your success, and I always say this, it doesn't matter you are a C-level executive, you are a school teacher, you are a principal, you are an insurance sales guy, you are a real estate guy, it doesn't matter. You have to understand yourself. The only way that you can understand yourself is to be honest with yourself. You got. I think to, that's the hard part. That's that, that's the hard part to be honest with yourself because listen, we all, most of us, we live our lives by the perception of others. I want to act this way because I want think people thinking that I am this, I am that, you know, or we care about what other people thinks think about us. Mm -hmm. 
And that's wrong. The moment that you get into the trap of what other people thinking about you, you're already gone. Because you can't live by that. You cannot really continue your life with that such a mindset. Mm-hmm. I could not do it. And the reason that I told you, you know, you got to be honest. When you're honest with yourself, I said, okay, just be honest. Forget about George. Forget about Jack. Forget about John, Mary, you know, whatever. Who I want to be? Who am I? Okay, am I, gra- am I like a very well-educated? Hmm. Let me be honest. No, I went to high school. I have a high school diploma. Okay, but can I do it? Yeah, okay. Write it down. Write it down. This is the one option. I can go to a school, get my degree. But what is the goal of getting a degree? Is it just to tell George that, hey, I got a degree. You know, now I'm somebody, which is sometimes you're nobody. Right. Because people, they're not going to judge you, but what you do for them or who you are, they're going to judge you how you make them feel. Hmm. Therefore, to, you know, to really solve that, find out who you are, you've got to really write it down. You, you, have to, you, you have to step out of the picture and look yourself from the outside and say, who is that guy I'm looking at? You know, if, you are, if you're overweight, you've got to be honest. You've got to write it down. I am overweight. I need to lose because I need to see my grandkids' wedding. Mm-hmm. That's the reason. Or if, you know... Uh, I need to study more and my parents be happy. That's good. But what? I will be happy. I'm not doing it for my parents. I'm not going to university for my parents or my friends to just tell them, hey, I got a degree. But what did you study? Art. Okay, that's good. Art is good. But what is your goal? Are you going to be an artist? Hmm. For being an artist, sometimes you don't need a school. A school is a tool. A school is a tool. I'm not really against education mm-hmm. but education is a tool it shows that you went to a four years program you were disciplined and you went on time and you execute some tasks that's pretty good yeah when you're going to go somewhere to say this guy achieved something yeah and sometimes i feel like it and i've said this before on this podcast where it, it teaches you how to deal with things yes. versus you know, sometimes it doesn't teach you what you should be doing or it doesn't teach you who you are. Everybody says, like, you go to college to figure out who you are. I always choose the street smarts over the book of smarts. <laughs> yes. You know, because the street smarts, you know, you can you learn ev- everything on the street. You learn everything based on experience. Book is smart is good. I have three beautiful children. My daughter, she's very smart. My other kids are smart, too, but she's she's very smart. But, you know, I'm trying to teach her Okay, you got to be smart on the street, too. Mm-hmm. you got to understand people, behavior. There's a science be, be, you know, be, be, you know, behind humans that you need to learn. But in order to understand ourselves, and especially yourself, you have to be honest. Mm-hmm. Put it this way. Most of this stuff happens because we're not honest with ourselves. You get into that relationship because you really don't want to be in the relationship, but you're not honest with yourself. Yeah, you, you just get in it. Yeah, some maybe somebody pressuring you. Exactly, to, somebody you pressuring you. Yeah, what you marry, or hey, you can't say your girlfriend or your wife. Hey, honey, I don't feel like that. You know, I think our communication is broken because you're not honest. If you're not honest with that person or with yourself, what do you think? And not gonna happen. You'll be in the right. You you're gonna be in the wrong road. Mm-hmm road to nowhere but if you're honest with yourself you have a map and you say where am i gonna go 
Oh, I love, I love ocean. Okay, let me go toward ocean. I love desert. I go to, I love mountain. Let me go to Colorado. It's just, you have to really be honest. You have a big map and a lot of options and choices. Yeah. And if you're not honest, you're not going to get there. Yeah. That's the key. Honesty is the key to your answer. It is. And I don't know if for other people, but are you I, honest with yourself? No. Well, depends. If you ask my wife about my weight, she'll say I'm very honest and too honest about myself. Uh, every time I, I, uh, we talk about my weight, and I've been losing, so I mean, people, I've been losing. That's good, proud of you. <laughs> but yeah, every time, like I'm very. I lost too. You know, I had to really lose weight, and I lost it. Yeah, I nice, started going to gym. Yeah, I used to, <laughs> I'm going to gym every day. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just. Yeah, well, you gotta do it. But my wife will tell you, like, I have very bad negative talk about my body. But I'll, I'll stare in the mirror and I'll, I'll like, you know, flex and I'll look real good. But then right after I leave that mirror, I go, you're a fat piece of shit. <laughs> and then, then I'll go to the gym or, you know, whatever. But I definitely that, and it's a very unpopular thing. Like everybody that hears this, is like, dude, don't talk about yourself like that. But no, that's what motivates me to continue yeah. to not have that extra donut or you know to go work out so that definitely motivates me like that negative talk is positive for me oh um, that's 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 if it's wor- if it works for you so be it man yeah um but when it comes down to being honest like and i thought about this in my hotel room uh yesterday actually i was i was you know trying to go over what i was going to talk to you about and i said well let me be honest with myself and i i don't feel like i couldn't and especially because my wife will also ask well what do you love like if, if when i'm talking about like well if it's time for a career change or let's move to something you know something different i don't know what to move into uh and she goes well what do you love like, i don't know it's like i love this podcast i love talking to people she goes but and this is where it can get a little controversial she goes, well what about something more realistic like, well, what do you mean? This is a reality. I'm talking to a lot of people that I normally would have never met, would have never talked to. Um, but to that point where it's, where it's like, I don't know when it comes, when she really point, pin, pinpoints it to what do you love, sometimes I have a hard time. You don't or you can't figure it out what you love or you know what you love, what you're afraid of saying it. Maybe. I don't. I'm, I'm, because sometimes we are like that. We are human. We love, we know, actually, 90, most of us, we know what we love. We're just not saying it because we think it's stupid. We think that it's, it's shameless. We think, we think that they're going to laugh at us. Yeah. Or, you know, like if you say, I love cooking. Okay. What really would you love? I love cooking. Yeah, cooking can be the best chef. Mm. Yes, it's possible. I love art. Okay, you like painting? Yes, I love painting. How much time and effort you put in the painting you can be the best painter or you can actually sell your art everything is possible but as i said again you gotta you gotta cuff it up you gotta you gotta say it because the moment you say it the universe will manifest it and vice versa as if you hold it it's going to be there and not going to grow you just got to get it out you just got to get put it out in the universe you know this podcast my podcast i don't make money out of it I'm not. And everybody tell me what you do. I love doing it because I love connecting with people. And this is my learning platform. I learn from other people, other experts, people that have a story that they can share with me and my audience. 
that we might together help somebody. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people that come to my co- podcast, I said, what do you do in data? I said, well, I'm a CEO in the tech company. We are a digital transformation and media company. And I said, oh, can you help me out with this? Can you? Oh, I know. So-. And that will actually manifest to some projects for our company. You know, it works like that, but you you never know. But if you're going to hide your true emotions and what you're going to say that what you love, you're not going to get it. And right. You're not going to be honest with yourself. Let me ask you this. What do you love? Me? I love helping people. Period. I love helping people to reach the happiness that I feel every day. I love helping people to get where they want to go because by helping other people, I'm helping myself and I will get where I want to be. That's my fuel. Right. And I'll figure it out after, God, how many years? And now, you know, I said no to many things because every day when I help somebody, business-wise, coaching-wise, speaking, whatever it is, having a conversation, I feel good. And that would fuel my energy. And that would be a fuel for me. And then I go on and on and on and kept me going. That's, That's my love. I love people. I really love people. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm a people person. I'm not saying all people are good, but I, I love people. I love to hear their stories and listen to them and learn from them. Yeah. No, I know what I definitely, I definitely know what you mean with the, you know, talking to people and learning from them. I mean, obviously, we're kind of in the same field, just different realms maybe at, the, at this point, but. Um, yeah, when I talk to somebody, even just now, like talking to you, like it's super enjoyable. Right before we started recording, I was like, I'm super nervous. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but um, on it's once just we're a in conversation. It, yeah, once we're in it, we're yeah. It's I'm, just I'm, a going, I'm learning. I'm learning from you. I've learned from every guest that I've I've been on, and you know, to hopes that you know whoever watches also learns, because I think no matter what we are, or what we look like, at some point, we all go through the same thing, just differently. Um, so that is what fuels me when I, when I do this podcast, um, just being able to learn for myself, but also whoever else might be listening. Um, but I think I still need to do a lot of work with figuring out what I love, uh, or not not figuring out what I love. You're right. Just being able to say it. Yeah, let me say, say it, it because when you say you manifest it and you got to write it down, you really, you got to get a notebook and write it down. It's not stupid. It's not like embarrassing. Just write the thing down, man. It's not that hard. Whatever you think. You know, I love cooking. I love cleaning. Like me, I love ironing the clothes. Ironing? Yeah. I, I iron my clothes. Yeah. And I, I love ironing. it. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people hate it. I love vacuuming. Yeah. I love washing dishes, man. This is stuff. And I say publicly you know it's fun it's fun and people say oh but that gives me the energy i love that some people they hate it i love vacuuming okay that's good i love to be clean and organized not obsessive compulsive but a lot of people don't like that you know as i said again everything everything we talk everything we do it goes back to the one thing be honest that's it i think and uh, you know, t- talking about myself, but also maybe other Mexicans or Hispanics, um, 
I know I grew up a lot with the the saying, "Who do you think you are?" When you when you do think, "Oh, I, I'm I'm gonna go become an actor or I'm gonna become a chef," uh, if it's if it's too unrealistic, or to, for somebody's point of view, or especially your parents or your grandparents, that's the question we would get sometimes. Who do you think you are? It's like, why do you think you're going to be able to? Yeah, like this is, I, I totally agree with you. I wish I could speak Spanish because this would be great for Hispanic people. During my yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, during my career in the restaurant, all my staff, they were, from, they were Hispanic, Mexicans, and I loved them. We were family, Jacob, you know, like Sandra, Jacob, you know, name it, all these people that I work with them. I still know them. They have kids and all that stuff. This is what Hispanic people don't understand. And I, you know, I'm an immigrant. They are extremely talented. But due to the past, as you said, their family and generation, you know what they said? I'm Mexican. I, I can't be anybody. I just do construction. I just do cooking. That's all I can do, you know, because my father was a rancher. I did mm-hmm. here across the border. I come here. No. Yeah. Keep your head down and work hard. Yeah, keep your head down, work down, get the money, get the dinero, and go home. No, fuck that. This is what I always said. They are so so talented. They are so talented. You show me one person that they're going to do the drywall and they're going to, you know, put the, you know, uh, the floating and all that stuff and tape it and all that stuff. These guys are so smart. They're doing it flawless. Mm-hmm. Okay, this ceiling that you see in my studio right now, we had to raise it three foot higher. Mm-hmm. My Hispanic crew, they did it in like six hours. And it was amazing how they managed it, how smart they did all the measurement and everything else. They didn't go to school. Look mm-hmm. at, you go to Japanese steakhouse, you see Hispanic back there cooking Japanese food, <laughs> yeah. sushis. Mm-hmm. Come on, you got to give, they went to culinary school? No. They learn, learn by on doing. the job by doing. Mm-hmm. That's why you said the skills that a lot of people don't have and Hispanic people, they do not understand what they have. Mm-hmm. This is my problem. Nobody tell them they are smart. If you take Hispanic workforce out of the workforce of the state of Texas, take them out and say, no more Hispanic working in construction, bridges, streets, roads, and everything else. The whole economy will collapse. City of Austin knows it. State of Texas knows it. Because what? The backbone of this country, especially the state of Texas and California, are Hispanics. Look at it. Every yeah. restaurant, every construction, every painting. You got to give them a credit, man. Yeah. And then when you, you guys who see this, you got to believe yourself that you can do better. Again, they're not honest with themselves. You know what? They're going to tell themselves, I'm just a break guy. I can do just floor. Why? Why? Go get your go get your license. Do that and start a small business for yourself and pay the taxes, make some money, and build a business. Yes, you can do that. Mm-hmm. The reason that not doing it because they want to pick the easy way out. Make the money, put your head down, make the money, and that's it. Because you're Mexican. Bullshit. I agree. Now the with with the podcast, I've kind of been able to see generations younger than me, or I don't know what generation, but people that are younger than me that I've talked to about this, they they seem to have a different mindset. So I don't know if it's my age to where we're the last ones that were told 
you know, quien te crees? Who do you think you are? Like you're nobody, you're a small town, uh, uh, you know, brown kid, uh, that you're not going anywhere, you're just, just to work. Work or go to school, that's all you, you can do. Work or go to school. Um, but now we're seeing, or at least I've seen, and they've called me out on it, like, no, like, we don't think that way anymore. And I hope that's the case. So they are the kids that they were born here. Most of them, they were born here or they were raised here, like very young. Yeah. So that could be the, the case, like for myself, yeah. or I have my, you know, my son, where I heard the, the just put your head down and work hard, yeah. to where now I can tell my son, no, you can Your do son you would want. be different. Mm -hmm. Your son would be different. You cannot consider his heritage is going to be Hispanic, but he's not going to be actually Mexican. Mm. I'm talking about the people that right now crossing the border, coming here, they got the skills, they got craft and everything else, and they're going to build a family and create a new generation. Mm. Those people, they have to change their minds, right. which is, is going to be very hard. The new generation, we're not going to have a problem because they already contaminated in the good way with this society that right. you can be, you can do anything because they raised here. Yeah. Like my son, he was born here. I'm an Iranian American, but he was born in Austin, Texas. He said, I'm from Austin, Dad. Yeah, he's a Texan. Hee-haw, <laughs> you know, who came whore? That's, that's, that's what he, he understands. But mm -hmm. for me, I had to explain to him what I went through. Now I'm changing, the, I'm changing my, my generation. Like, for me, for my son and my son's sons, like my grandkids, it's going to change. And grand-grandkids... They're going to say, oh, my grand-grandfather was an immigrant like 100 years ago, came from Iran here. He was a podcaster, God rest his soul. <laughs> you know, all that stuff is going to change. Yeah. It's going to change, and we have to accept that. But again, self-beliefs, that's so important. Going back to your question, why you know, people don't understand what they love or they can't say it because they don't believe themselves. Yeah. Everything starts from us when we start not believing ourselves. Yeah, I agree. I, from, from small town, I, I always felt, and it was thanks to my mom. Uh, my dad, you know, he was kind of, he didn't, he didn't hold me back at all. Uh, but I felt like my mom was always... Uh, go to you, school, you go work. Well, it was that. It was like, go to school or go to... No, there was no option. It was, you go to school. You just no need to work. We're yeah. providing everything. You go to school, don't get anybody pregnant. <laughs> yeah. So uh, even to this day, like before I had my son, I was already, you know, career and everything. I was like afraid to tell my mom, I'm like, my wife's pregnant. <laughs> uh. So, uh, but no, like that was just like, you, you have no option. Go to school. You're going to school. You're smart enough to go, go. Um, so, but she never also held me back to the point where it was like, uh, it's like the world is is yours. You can do whatever you want. Um, the only thing for her was you maybe you don't have to go that far to do it. There's a college here in this small town. You can you can go to college here. I was like, no. If you're telling me I can do whatever, I want to leave. I just ended up in San Antonio, which is two hours from from where um, from where I was uh, from. But at the same time, like I've been lucky to or that itch to experience different lives or different um, places. I, I still would love to go to many other countries that I've not been lucky enough to go to a, a bunch of them, 
but you know just at least different parts of the united states um visit some islands and things like that i've been lucky to do that and experience that culture and know that it's is important a whole different world in a small hispanic town oh absolutely man absolutely and that's what i wish other people uh could get i know i have some friends now that kind of they stayed in eagle pass which is where i'm from but a lot of it it was like always looked bad upon you know like everybody always wanted to just get out and if you stayed it's you didn't make it but i don't think that's the case and i've had other people from eagle pass like we don't feel that way anymore like there's a lot of people that do, do have done real good and are doing real good in that small town and now it's getting to where you they expand like there is another life. There's more than that small town mindset. Um, I don't know if that's going to sound negative on it, but it's, I, it's really different. Is a, is a mindset. Yeah, is a mindset and what we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're growing up, you were in the school. I was in the school. You know, they taught us to write between the lines. You couldn't get out of the lines. Watch football. Stay in the lines. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Soccer. Stay in the lines. Basketball, stay in the lines. Color in the Volleyball, lines. Volleyball, yeah. color in the lines. We are conditioned to stay in the line, which is, is good. We know, understand that, that we've got to stay in the line and just play by the rules. Yeah. Things happen when you play outside the lines. Things happen when you step out of your comfort zone. You know, it's harder to write on the piece of paper that is no lines. Mm -hmm. You go crooked, you go up, you go down. But after a while you practice, you go perfectly right. You no. go perfectly straight and balanced. Why? Because you condition yourself that even though I'm playing the white field, but I still can do it. It all goes back to how we condition ourselves. If you keep telling, I got to play in the lines, I gotta, you got to stay on that. Life is like that. And what you tell yourself is what you're going to get. But sometimes going outside the lines is better. It's a scary. Better it's it's scary. Is it's sure. it's, it's, it's out of your comfort zone? Is scary? Is brutal? It's got to beat you to your knees. That sometimes you can't get up. But for me, it's worth it. Mm. I'm gonna switch a little bit on sure. the topic because I really want to hit that topic before our time is up uh, on on your accent and my accent. Oh um, yeah. But I, I do want to say... I, mean, I, I still kept it. Yeah, right? Um, I went a little too hard to... Or we went too hard too fast on the, com on the, on the conversation of culture and things like that. That was a really good conversation, so I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, My pleasure. But on your, on, on, your, on your accent, you were talking to Evan Carmichael, and I hope I'm getting his name right. Yes, um, Evan. Great friend. Great guy. He... he um, you guys talked about you were given you were going to give a speech or a talk, yes. And they asked you to go and get coaching lessons to reduce or lose your accent, and that kind of hit me. I was getting ready to go to to a meeting I had, and it kind of just stopped me. I was like, "This is exactly because I'm, I'm not exactly, but it's my my story is I I feel like I had a bigger accent Mexican accent than I do now." Um, I, uh, especially if I say certain words like language, you can kind of hear like the. Yeah, I still, have, <laughs> I still have a lot of words. And so that my my staff sometimes they make fun of me and we laugh. I say, hey, you like that? <laughs> well, yeah. And if I'm, I'm a, if I'm having a little bit of the drink, drink, or the or if I'm real sleepy, it comes in thicker. But um, grow, growing up in in that border town, I had to cross the the border a lot. And, you know, obviously it's always like 
U.S. citizen. You, you tell the customs U.S. citizen, and then they get into where are you from? Yeah, where are you from? All the time, and it's so like, well, how are you a U.S. citizen? So you know the back and forth, and then the the conversation of how what you sound like and what you know the way you're pronouncing things. So when I turned 18 and I knew I was going to leave Eagle Pass, the comfort of everybody else sounds like me. Um, I did a lot of like trying to lose it, like you listening to different TV shows, music, uh, country music. I was I grew up on, so then I started trying to sound like the country singers. Why? Because um, I wanted to get rid of the accent. I Why? wanted to sound like everybody else outside of Eagle Pass. Why? I was scared. You're scared of what? Scared of the judgment. And to this day, I kind of regret. I regret doing that. Um, so. I, I don't really hear myself when I edit. I kind of like still don't like listening to myself. It's kind of weird. But I don't always notice the accent. Maybe other people do. But I feel like it would have been, been a little bit thicker. Um, but to, to your take, you kept it. You kept it. And I kept it. And I'm proud of it. And I can tell you why. And I tell you a story that you asked me. You know, I speak five languages. You know, German, Pashto, Dari, I can read and write Arabic and Farsi, and my main language is Farsi, my mother tongue is Farsi, but I speak English, okay, I learned here, I have accent, so be it, this is who I am, mm. you know, and going back to what you asked me about the story with Evan Carmack, Michael, we were talking with Evan, and I said, you know, I got my first big speaking gig at the University of Texas for project manager, uh, project Management Institute, and I had a friend, and he was very nice. He was a friend, give me advice, and he said, you know, this is your first big speaking gig. Go get an accent coach to lose the accent and just kind of get it more polished that people can understand you, and it works better for you. And I said, you know, I was naive, and I said, maybe he's right. And I called this lady down in Los Angeles, and I talked to her, and she refused to coach me. And when I asked her why, and she, she was right. She said, I teach people to be somebody else. I teach actor actresses to adapt different accents to play a role that they were playing on the stage. Mm -hmm. You go on a stage to be yourself. You have to be yourself because you are not acting. The moment that you are acting, people, they will see that and that will work against you. And she was absolutely right. right. Until today, I tell that story all the time because we all need to understand. We are who we are. I am here proudly as an Iranian-American and I speak English with an accent. It's not horrible. It's not American. And I don't care. I really don't care what other people thinking. The only thing that I care, how can I help other people? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what language you speak. You can write it down in helping people. You can be, a, you can be deaf and you can you know, not be able to speak, but you still can learn the language and it can help other people. That's all matters. Right. And, you know, and I really, I try to fix my pronunciation. That's different, but not losing 
my accent, like I can say focus or focus. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you, the enunciation. Yeah, part, the, yeah, the pronunciation. You know, we can do that. But you show me. I'm going to ask everybody here. They are Americans. I'm going to drop you middle of Iran. And I want to say, go over there, leave and learn and lie and leave and learn the language. I want to see how long it's going to take you to do that. A long time. It's long time, because they condition just English. Like here in the state of Texas, everybody should speak Spanish, like Hispanic. You know, that's really should be a must, because you know, look at we have a lot of Hispanic people in in the state. And all the application is Spanish and English and all that stuff. But and if you want some tacos, yeah, you want some tacos. <laughs> like I love tacos. My kids that love tacos. My actually, my wife is from San Antonio. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, you know, and you know, I'm proud of it. And you know, she's mixed. She's you know, the uh, from actually Spain, the whole roots of family. But I understand them. And but as immigrant, it's very important for people to understand. You born with your accent. You got it proud of it, you know. Yes, you have accent. So what? Communicate. Get better. Right. Try to learn the right pronunciation, but you cannot lose your accent. I don't want to lose that. Actually, it makes me more famous. The guy, you know, actually that event at the University of Texas, one lady called me a week ago. He said, can you come and speak for our organization? I said, how did you find me? He said, I never forget you, the guy with the accent, the speaker with the accent. Mm-hmm. That made me more money. Yeah. You know, it's just, it is what it is. It is. And, I, you know, when you ask me, like, why, why I wanted, or why was I scared, it is, to me, I think, I, it's not knowing. I still have the small-town mindset. I have no idea what I'm going to encounter. Um, a lot of my great teachers have had accents, um, to where I am also guilty of not paying attention to what they're saying because of, I'm focusing on their accent. So I think maybe that was part of my mindset of like, well, if I want people to take me serious, I need to um, sound different. I need to get rid of it. But later to come to find out, it's I just need to open my mouth when I talk. I have a very lazy way to talk. And so sometimes you, I speak through my teeth. If I'm just like casual talking, my wife hates it. <laughs> She's like, open your mouth. Open your mouth when you talk. I'm like, okay, but I'm just here at the house. But it, thanks to the, like having to talk to people and into a It's important. I, I, you know, I got the, you know, what you're talking about, you're talking about communication. Mm-hmm. I took a communication course. Like, you know, I, I used to use a lot of, um, um, all that stuff, but I learned that I by that. pause. By pausing, you can get rid of those. And I took the class, uh, communication online, and it, it works. I still have the course, and sometimes I go back and check it with, with pausing, with the slowing down. A lot of stuff would be solved, mm-hmm. but we can't get rid of my accent. I, I can't yeah. do that. No, uh, I can't do it. I love my accent. I am very guilty of using um a lot. Yeah, we, we just just switch um with the pause. That's the key. That's it, what I learned. I've gotten better. The power of editing makes me sound better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just edit that. Like my guys sometimes they telling me, "Hey, you know, you know, you know, don't use that anymore." And I said, "Sure." This is nothing wrong with with the feedback. I love right. feedback. You love feedback. Mm-hmm. 
We get the feedback. But the moment you tell me, change yourself, now you're going to be American, speak like Americans. I say, screw you. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to tell you to change yourself to be an Iranian. You can't do that, but yeah. you can learn Farsi, and I'm going to teach you and help you. But it's, it's just what, unfortunately, as you said, is a judgment. It's a judgment. One thing that stops people of doing what they love to do or reaching their goals is judgment. And you know the crazy thing on the judgment? It wasn't other cultures that I... I it was yours. It was my own. It's yep. your own because it comes from your family, friends, sister, brother, and all that stuff because they're carrying that old culture and a philosophy that put your head down and work and try to be like a society. But you can be different, but you still live in the society. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm proud. I'm a U- United States citizen. I got I got a passport, American passport, and I go to international airports. They say, "Oh, born in Iran." Step away, sir. We're gonna get that. Right. I'm gonna get that. I I just I just know that I'm gonna get that for a long time. You know, but not every country is a terrorist. No, and not everybody is a bad person. But you know, I accept that that they're gonna pick on me, but. I'm, I'm a guy. I don't break laws. I love people, helping people. But they're going to do that. They're going to judge you. They're going to judge me. They, they're not going to stop them. And I really don't care other people if they're going to judge us. I really don't care if you judge me or not. I'm still going to be me. Right. I always say that. Right. And, and I don't, <clears throat> don't want to turn it into like, oh, it's the, the, it's the brown. I'm, I'm brown. Feel sorry for me. Because I, I can see it from a different perspective, you know, someone that is white going into a Hispanic town, like they're going to feel like they're going to be judged. Because we're conditioned to think like, like that. Human, unfortunately. Like unfortunately, we're conditioned like black, white, yellow, you know, we, it doesn't matter. Tell me this. We're all human under one God, one planet. We're all living on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. But we're different part of the country. We adapt the condition ourselves. We adapt the environment that we were living. The guy living in Africa, too much sun, I don't know, darker skin. The, the guy in Alaska, cold, you don't know 100,000 years ago what happened. Right. But we're not responsible for that. But we all can have good life and love one another and help one another. That's the most important thing that we use excuses like a color of a skin nationality and all that stuff for some other reasons which it doesn't right. it really doesn't matter no you said it right i mean we're all here in this one planet and one we planet, are, we're all man. together all together what is the man you're hispanic you're iranian you're italian you're german you're t- come on we're all we're all we're human all <laughs> we're all here yeah. and we're all gonna go and leave we're all going to leave this planet one day, and you don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. Well, we can end on that note, but before we end, yeah. I'm going to ask for your true heart, true fast story. Sure. Um, but for anybody watching, where can they listen to your podcast? Where can they follow you? They can listen to my podcast, YouTube, Talk to Rami, two number two, and talk, you know, talk to Rami, yeah, <laughs> R-A-M-I. And Instagram, my ha- Instagram handle is a talk 
to Rami again, number two, and R-A-M-I. And, you know, in Instagram, I pretty much respond to everybody. And it's me, guys. It's me. Trust me. And YouTube, of course, and uh, LinkedIn. If, you know, professional network in the LinkedIn, you can search me. My whole name is Ramin, R-A-M-I-N, Jahedi. But you can find me on the LinkedIn as well. And I'm here to help guide, coach, mentor. Basically, I'm here to give people my 30 years of experience <laughs> as immigrant and just give it to you and learn and go faster. That's all it is. Well, I'm here for it, and I appreciate that you did respond oh, to me. Oh, thank this you was so much. Awesome. I'm uh, glad you, you are here, George, because you have to understand what you do. It doesn't matter if it's small or big or what I do. Collaboration is better than the competition, and we both can change so many lives in different ways. That's all matters. 100%. Period. Yep. So too hard, too fast story. Too hard, a too fast. Funny story. I know you already gave us a funny story. Yeah. A cautionary tale or uh, words of wisdom, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Word of wisdom, I can give you that. Love yourself and believe that you deserve the best. You deserve the best. And believe that you are powerful beyond imagination. You can do anything. You just need to believe yourself. Just so simple. Make it too complicated. Believe in yourself. That's the key. And honesty. And you can do things. You can change things. You just need to do that. And you deserve it. You deserve it. Trust me. You watch this. I'm going to tell you. You deserve this. Believe in yourself. And keep on going. You fell. Get up. Dust yourself. And keep on ongoing thank you for that oh thank you i appreciate it we've gone too hard too fast with rami uh remember dare to be you dare to be weird bye thanks buddy thanks buddy no that was awesome i appreciate it you got it man that was a true conversation part to our conversation